Tales Gone Wild. This is Joy. And this is Claire. This is episode 254. I'm laughing already because I have some fun things to tell you. <laughs> did you get your eyebrows done again? I did not. Oh, they look this darker. This is the um, Glossier. Oh, is I've... that how you pronounce it? Mm-hmm. Well, you could say Glossier. Glossier. Or Glossier. Glossier. Um, <laughs> croissant. Um, <laughs> you could, uh, anyway, I use that brow gel and it's great. Oh, yeah. It really looks nice. Kind of makes you, yeah. But do you ever, well, you rub your face during the day, right? Yeah. Like <laughs> anytime I get stressed. That's at why work, I don't wear I'm makeup. Like, oh, uh, One of I'm many like, reasons. <laughs> and then when I'm like, oh, my. but it actually stays on. That's good. Yeah. It doesn't like rub off. So um, right out of the gate, uh, I went to a cycle class, a new cycle studio. I'll start I'll start with a lighter story because it's going to lead up to... I have a feeling I know what this is leading up to because <laughs> I already thought you were, were going to say psychic, <laughs> not cycle. <laughs> Spoiler alert. That's right. Um, tell your cycle bar story first. Okay, so I went to a new cycle studio. So I have this... The I'm going to just cut to the chase. It's like I have this theory <laughs> If you cut off all her hair, she'd look like a British man. Guys, we are, we've are we talked about eyebrows and had a Mean Girls reference in like the first 60 seconds of this episode. We are in it. You're and psychics. Winning. <laughs> um, so a new studio opened up and I, you know, they're doing free classes all week. So I was like, I'm going to go this weekend. So I went. Where on, is it? Um, it's just on 38th and Lowell. Okay. And in the Highlands, if you're in the Denver area, you know where that is. And uh, so I was like, well, I'm going to try out this new studio and uh it's exactly like a soul cycle like you know all those kitschy cycle studios right. are coming up where it's like you know when i taught spin it really was like you're going in to do an like a s- serious ride like you're doing hills yeah and i took a spin class and, like, in college and it was like awful yeah and and you're doing moves that are like an actual like simulating an actual ride right not like a rave on your bike exactly and so which soul cycle is and so i'm like i know this is what i should be expecting but i get in there and i'm like i (laughs) you have fun but after i walked out of there i was like i don't even feel like i worked out i felt like i just sat in a sweaty room moved a little bit (laughs) got yelled at and tried to dance around and i have rhythm but i can't keep up with these bitches and i'm just like i how do you know how how to dance on a bike how do they dance on a bike and they're going so fast and i like had this moment where i was like i'm like i'm real like this is a different generation like i'm hitting that point where i'm like this just isn't for me these young guns and their dance cycling i mean and i like it it's a lot of fun but i was like Oh, cycling really isn't like a like those types of classes really don't work you out. Like they do, but you just like I don't know. When we went with Sandy, I felt like I got to work out. That wasn't that was like a real um, ride. Yeah, that was hard. Yeah, that was like a real ride. That was at Palo. Right. That was hard. I don't know. I feel like though the idea is that you, like you get distracted from the fact that you're getting a workout in by all the dancing. Maybe you're just too fit. Well, you just need to work work harder. Um yeah. I probably do, but it was just so funny because I'm like, I, I just feel like I watched her the whole time because she was getting off the bike and she was like turning the lights off and turning the lights on and she was like dancing and like coming up to people and yelling in your face. So she got to work out. She got to work out. Yeah. Anyway, but it was a lot of fun. It was just one of those things where I'm like, 
I worked pretty hard and like now you actually the bikes are really smart where you can turn the dials where it shows you how much output you're doing and like your wattage and like the actual levels that you should be at Mm -hmm. and so I knew that I was like on the right gear but even then I'm like how did these and even when I was teaching cycling I can't sprint on a bike very fast like some of these people get their legs going and I'm just like I don't understand how you can get your legs going that fast anyway so I walked out of there and I was kind of like oh man this this is a world I'm just not sure I want to keep, I want to stay in. Like I like, it made me appreciate CrossFit more. Cause <laughs> I'm like, fair. I feel like here's another moment where you're doing a workout and you feel like you're doing something really, really hard and technical for 10, 15 minutes. And you feel like you just got your ass handed to you. And then this was like a 45 minute class. And I just felt like I was at, a, at the club and I just happened to be on a bike doing push-ups. It's it's so weird. Weirdest club ever. It's really weird. I just I I would laugh if you went to one of these classes like these dancing like I you just, I think you can just imagine my face the whole time just looking at you like not breaking eye contact well, just like why am I here? It's funny because like there's there were moments where I'm like I just want to stay in the saddle or like they're yeah. trying to get you up out of the saddle and she's like pointing at me like stand up and I was like no I don't want to. <laughs> Like, leave me alone. Just trying to ride like, my bike. I have muscles. You can see that I'm fit. It's not that I'm trying to like. Right. I'm not. It's not like I'm trying to sandbag. Just, just, I just really don't want to I'm just stand. existentially exhausted by this. <laughs> Physically, I'm fine. Emotionally, this is too much. I just need you to back off a little bit. Anyway. I'm old, okay? <laughs> I'm 40. <laughs> I'm 40. I can stay seated if I want to. <laughs> I need to put up with this shit. Anyway. Um, and then you went to a psychic. <laughs> then I went to a psychic. So this was all on a Sunday, right? <laughs> this is all on Mother's Day. And I don't know what... Oh, okay. So there's this there's this metaphysical store down the street from us. And I love it. I've been going there for... not. I don't go. I maybe go once a year. But I've been frequenting this store like probably for the past eight years. And, and every once in a blue moon, I'm on their Facebook Where page. Where is it? It's right off of, it's right by. Um, um, you say down the street from you, but you live in like a neighborhood. Yeah, it's down the street. It's on, uh, it's right oh, next to. Oh, is it next to the doll store? No. Oh, there's the, the creepiest <laughs> so place creepy. in the whole world is like two blocks from Joy. It's a doll hospital. Yeah. But it looks like a horror film. It does. And I saw a guy walk. <laughs> so my friends, we went out one night. And they got their cars towed because they parked in the doll parking spots 10 minutes before they closed and they towed them. Um, So one day I was driving by there and I saw this guy, grown man, grown man walking into the doll store, toting like a child-sized doll. (laughs) So creepy. creepy. Hey, maybe he's like a collector. Maybe that doll was worth like a million dollars. I'm sorry. You do not get to do that. just, (laughs) Just not um so it's on yeah it's right by lakeside so if you're familiar with denver it's the oh old the, school the creepy amusement park creepy amusement park yeah. so it's right all the horror film locations <laughs> near joy's house yeah seriously doll hospital yeah old been. amusement park full of very very sketchy rides oh, very sketchy rides that you don't know if you're gonna make it um <laughs> okay metaphysical store it's a metaphysical store i followed, followed their them on facebook. facebook and i saw that they're having a psychic fair and so this, <laughs> okay so my in my mind i was like i 
I haven't done that in a while. Like, so here's what I do. I, you haven't gone to a psychic fair in a while? <laughs> it's been a while since my last psychic fair. And so I was like, I'm going to go. And here's the deal, Joy. I'm going to go. And if there's an opening, this is how I play it every time. If there's an opening in the schedule, because they have like signups of like people getting readings. I'm like, if it's, if I show up and there's an opening at the time that I show up, I'll, I'll get a reading. It was meant to be. But I'm not going to wait an hour. Right. I don't got to, time for that. And so <laughs> I get there. And of course, it was like 10 minutes. I'm like, oh, I could do a reading at 1.30. And I totally got a reading. And it was so great. And it was a um, like a tarot reading. But she's also like... I'm, <laughs> I'm trying so hard to humor her joy story right now, guys. Claire's just giving me this like shit-eating grin. Just like I really want to just... I'm just waiting to hear what... I just really want to listen to you. <laughs> but I really don't believe anything you're saying right I'm gonna now. I'm going to pull up the uh, episode number of the time I got a tarot reading in case you guys are unfamiliar. Oh, my gosh. But she just told you you were going in a cave of wisdom. Yeah. Like that was. That's the name of the episode, the cave of wisdom, I'm pretty sure. Oh my God. It was like probably one of the first uh, episodes. Episode 50. God. That's crazy. Yeah. And what number? This is 254. Yeah. So 254 episodes ago, 204 episodes ago, I got a tarot reading and it was so bad. That was in Madison. In Madison. Yep. And then, so like before you, one of my favorite parts of the story though, is that you and Brandon, Brandon went with you and she was doing like this meditation before you got started and she was like trying to get you all relaxed and you're like, oh, this is not off to a good start. (laughs) Yeah, it was really, and it was so hot in there. Like the, and like immediately I was like, nope, this is not working. And Brandon was like, so into it (laughs) anyway. So, okay, I'm not going to go through like the 30 minute reading that I did, but uh, it was it was interesting because I don't really my purpose of going was more to just be like, I kind of just need something like random in the universe today. Like it was more just to have a random experience. And uh, I'm like pretty wooey, but I haven't like played around with my wooey. That sounds really weird. (laughs) You haven't indulged your wooeyness in a while. I haven't indulged my wooey. And I was like, I just need to like get in touch with that side of me. And so, and it was great. And she's awesome. Indulge the woo. And, uh, but the funny thing was, is I like sat down and and she's like, okay, so like, what kind of questions do you need answered today? And are they supposed to ask that question? No. See, that's where the thing is like, people think they're supposed to like read your mind. And she's like, what, what, like, what do I, what guidance do you need today? And so, and then she goes through the tarot stuff and she like talks you through it and like what everything means and in and how it relates to your question and so um so i was like you know what i go my life is really good right now like i've had a i've had like pretty i'm like everything's pretty settled (laughs) she's like oh so why are you here (laughs) she's like like, just hoping for you to upend what i believe about the world flip everything upside down just need to bump in the road but it was really nice because it like gave me a lot to think about in terms of like um you know when you're at your a point in your life where you feel like you've accomplished a lot and you feel really good in your career and everything else um that like you don't always have to like one of the big takeaways is like you don't always have to be um like in a mode of doing and like how you can kind of elevate your life like it's like like right now like focusing on my relationship with Scott like even though we've been married for 10 years like we're hitting our 10 year 
you know, wedding anniversary in September of like ways that we can um, like take our relationship to the next level instead of like getting into a rut. Like there was a lot of things we talked about around that. It was kind of funny because I'm like, this feels a little bit like a therapy session, but it's not. Um, and then, uh, and then I joked at the end cause I was like, oh, and I do a podcast and I was like, so my co-host is, um, like super skeptic and she hates this shit. I'm like, I want her to meet you. And she's like, oh, I love it. <laughs> so then Joy texts me on Sunday and she's like, I just had a tarot reading. It was amazing. This, we wouldn't need to bring this girl on the podcast. She was like so into it. She, she knows that you totally don't believe and she wants to redo your reading. For I, was you. like, I was like, I just sent her the gif of Stanley from the office just blinking. Like the biggest eye roll. And like, <laughs> Just imagine my silence, just blinking. Oh, I, just love, I just love it so much. Well, the thing that I thought was really cool is like she was pretty right out about some things, like in terms of, and I don't want to talk about like the details of it because like that's for another day maybe, like maybe when she comes on. But there were moments where I was like, that's really weird that you just said that. Like it's nothing like, oh, you have a dog with a red collar. It was like just stuff where I like as she's throwing the cards down, I'm like, well, shit, how'd you know that, you know? <laughs> like what? What's an example? Um, Like the first one she said, she put down a car. She goes, whoa, who's the thinker? Um, And I was, and she's like, you're, and I didn't say anything about like partner or anything like that. And she's like, is, you married and is your partner like a really deep thinker? And I was like, uh, yeah, like he's super in his head. So we started talking about that. And then um, what was the other, which to me is like, I could have been married to like the biggest extrovert party or like that to me is like that's a that's kind of a I wonder though like I always just look at the other way if you, you if you had said like no it's not my husband she would have been like oh well then it must be like that was how my entire reading was where she was like oh I think this you know such and such and I'd be like mm, not really and she'd be like okay well then it must be this and I was like nope still not really well I mean the thing that that I I could absolutely like pick it apart to, yeah. to where it's not true but the way I see it is like I I choose to be like, yeah, that applies to me. And I feel like that resonates with me. Mm-hmm. But sure, I could have been like, no one's the thinker in my right. in my relationship. But I immediately I'm like, well, that's the closest to me. Right. She knew I had a dog before I said I had a dog. She's like, you have an animal? Um, I was like, yeah. She's like, you have a dog. But you also have cats. Okay, Claire. <laughs> I'll stop. It was... <laughs> It was in context of something else we were talking yeah. about where she was like, yeah, anyway. And I, I hate to be like super vague about this, but like I, it was 30 minutes. And if I like go down the rabbit right, hole, you're going to have to like, I'm going to have to tell the whole damn story. Yeah. And I really don't want to because I feel like it bore everyone to tears. But I would be curious because A, she's not like cheesy, weird, like right. velvet robe. Your aura is pulsing. Yeah. She was like, <laughs> You see her on the street and be like, it's just a normal human. Like, she's not, you, some people are like, they for sure read cards. Yeah, like the, the woman who gave me mine was wearing like a crushed velvet skirt. And I was like, yep. It's only one type of person, yeah. only one type of white lady that wears crushed velvet skirts. Tarot card readers and herbalists. Yeah. And, and so, anyway, I, uh, I think she would be a good one to, uh, get on the, the skeptic. Oh my gosh. Inside so of you. So funny. Yeah. I thought you'd appreciate that. <laughs> I feel like that would be a very hilarious episode. I think it'd be funny only because, well, for a lot of reasons, but because she's so down to earth and normal, mm-hmm. like, 
I'd be interested to see what she says about you. She was she was very excited about like you being a skeptic. I'm like, yeah, Claire will not. She's she hates the shit. <laughs> like we need to get you on here. Oh no. <sighs> How was your Mother's Day? Let's let's uh, yeah. Turn the it was tide. pretty good. We are pulling up a lot of the sod that's in our yard. And it's not like everyone's like, oh my gosh, are you going to sell it? No, it's not like good. The sod is not in good shape. It's mostly like crabgrass and dandelions. Um, Which is hilarious because Scott saw that and he's like, I want that. Yeah, you, you <laughs> definitely like, don't. I'm like, well, we are. Are you guys getting ready to like xeriscape your yes. whole entire you lot? Just don't give him anything. Yeah. He just, he's like wants to like seed the, the lawn right now. I'm like, we're getting our landscaping done. Like, right. what? No, stop. Mow the lawn and be done. Mm-hmm. Um. So we're putting in a bunch of gardens. We're putting in like a flower garden in the front and a vegetable garden in the back. And so we had to pull up the sod and we've been putting off renting a sod cutter for like weeks because it keeps raining every weekend. Oh yeah, it's horrible. And it still was supposed to rain. We were like, let's just do it and get it over with. And literally we like roll up the last roll of sod in the backyard and it just starts downpouring. We got two inches of rain last night. Holy, I saw that. Yeah. That's crazy. And our, so the two spots where we had pulled up the sod just flooded. I was like, so glad we did this and they were fine like it drained and everything yeah. but i was just like Meh. we got hail we had a, a two hours or probably like an hour of just non-stop thunder lightning i've never seen that before just thunder literally no break for an hour just thunder lightning. just thunder and lightning just non-stop and like a strobe light it was crazy um but yeah so that's what we did we just did a lot of yard work and i'm so sore today that was like, that's my, you know how I always said my fitness goal is to not get sore from gardening? Yes. I am so sore from rolling sod. I would say that rolling sod doesn't count. It's not a normal gardening activity. No, that's intense. That's very, like very super sore. intense. Yeah. So that's what you did for Mother's Day. Yep. We roll, I rolled sod. Uh, we went out to coffee in the morning. That was nice. And then, mm-hmm. so there's this coffee shop we go to in Longmont. Um, and it's, it's in like this shopping center where right next to the shopping center or it kind of in the, the courtyard of the shopping center there's just this big astroturf field and it's perfect because it's like sunken down and there are no dogs allowed so it's not like covered in dog pee and so your kids can just like run amok oh nice and because it's like sunken down they aren't like running off in the street right they stay contained and so you can get your coffee and then just like let miles loose on this astroturf and so Brandon and Miles went outside and I was like, you know what? I'm going to sit here by myself and finish my coffee and I'm not going to feel bad about it. So like that was my Mother's Day gift to myself. That's great. And then on Saturday, we delivered all those Mother's Day bouquets. Yeah. And so Brandon was like, my Mother's Day present to you is helping you with this. It's <laughs> like, that's fair. Because he drove for like six hours. Oh my God. He's like, we had, I had an order like down in Parker. There was one in Golden. I did a bunch in Boulder. But then I had to be, I got a, like a, just a job one day a week at a flower shop in Longmont. Yeah. So I had to be there at noon. And so I was like, well, I can only deliver a couple. And so he did most of them, actually. And oh, I was he like, did. Thank you. Thanks so much. <laughs> to get you like a little hat. Anyway. Did you let him wear the jumpsuit to deliver it? <laughs> no, the jumpsuit didn't fit. Wait, you okay, sent me a picture. I sent you a picture of it, but it was so tight that I couldn't sit in it for long periods of time. Because oh. like I was going to be driving all day. Yeah. And so, but I did order it. I loved the way it fit, but it was like just too tight around my waist, yeah. like where it zipped up right around my waist. And it would have been fine if I had like been going to a function where I was going to be standing and talking or whatever, but like sitting in the car all day, it would have been miserable. Yeah. So, but I did, I liked it a lot. So I did order it in the next size up for Brandon's graduation. Oh, okay. So I'm going to get Perfect. it again. Yes. That's great. Very excited. Awesome. 
That was my Mother's Day. Did your what did you do with I, your mom? Did she come into town? Um, no, but I talked to her for like an hour that your morning. Mom's the best. I know she's so great. Um, and then I did cycling and got a psychic reading, which actually my mom loves that. My lo- my mom is like super into ghosts and mediums, and so I think she she maybe I was like tapping into that. She would like super appreciate the fact that I went and saw a medium on Mother's Day. No. Um, Anyway, so I was thinking, because you know how last week we talked about um, the Gretchen Rubin thing about like when you do something, it's kind of out of like apathy or doing things because you enjoy it. So the other thing that I've been thinking of off of that same topic is like self-care and how that we're often, you know, being told to do self-care and all these memes and quotes about like take care of yourself and I have a weird thing with self-care I feel like it is um like there was also an article recently in the New York Times it was like how to be happy and it tells you all these things of like conquer negative thinking be nice to yourself like do self-care that is really easy to to read but that's not easy to do like I feel like so much of what we're told about self-care is like not really many people put into practice. Like I feel like it doesn't, it's not practical. I feel like doing so, and you know, you see these things all the time where it's like self-care is a bubble bath, but it also is blah, blah, blah. Like there are these lists where it's like it also could be taking a minute for yourself at work or whatever. I feel like self-care is just the intention you put into an action. Like I don't think that, something is or is not inherently self-care like for example i hate baths yeah i feel like i'm in people soup like i'm sitting in a tub of water full of my own dirt okay like it's not Not relaxing to me not enjoyable right so like everyone else is like self-care i'm taking a bath that's not self-care to me i feel gross or like you know any or meditation i tried to meditate once remember i texted you this yeah and i was like I tried to meditate and it made things significantly worse. Yeah. You're like nothing. It's like all that happened was as I like tried to like let my thoughts float away. Instead of what happened was I just started obsessing over my thoughts. Right. And I like then it just put me. Yeah. So. But what I mean by that is that like I I more look at self-care as like what do you in this moment need? How can you get that? Okay, great. You're taking care of yourself. Yeah. And I think. I, I will say that I think more people, um, not that many people ask themselves that question of like, okay, what do I need in this moment? Yeah. And they just sort of like keep moving, 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 moving. And then all of a sudden they get to a point where they're like, wow, I haven't checked into myself in a really long time. Or they don't even have that conscious thought, but they just realize like, I don't even know what I want right yeah, now. Yeah, like you're so out of touch with that. Right. And I've definitely been in that position too, where it's like, if, you know, Brandon were to ask me like, well, what do you what do you want? Like, what would make you happy? It's like, I don't even know. Yeah. Well, I think that's the thing is like, there's so much conversation around happiness. Right. And like Brene Brown has written a ton of books about being vulnerable and how that, like at the end of the day, all of these things are hopefully trying to get us a little bit closer to being happy. But I'm just like, I, I see this a lot. Maybe it's just me, but I see this a lot. And I'm like, this isn't practical. Like, then what? Like, you open up a can of worms, but then how, right. do, you, how do you deal with it? And 
so much I think of of what works well for me is like how I handle stress or like your perspective every day. Mm-hmm. So it's not so much like I can take a bath every night and be like, oh, I love myself. But if it's actually the perspective about it, mm-hmm. of like when I wake up every day and how I'm going to like view my day, I feel like is way more like what we should be doing. Do you ever feel, do you ever feel guilty for prioritizing your own happiness? Like when there's suffering in the world? I wouldn't say guilty. I feel like um, there's days where I'm like, I am, I don't want to take for granted what I have mm-hmm. because I know that there's people out there like, I don't even know how lucky I am type of thing. I think I feel not guilty maybe isn't the right word, but I feel like, wow, me focusing on myself or me like taking advantage of these opportunities that I have or me like, you know, exercising quote unquote self-care is like such a 1% of the 1% experience like in the population of the world. Yeah. That like why even, you know, like I should just be okay with like being stressed out and because yeah. most people are stressed out. Most people are stressed out. And like, and can't do anything about it. Yeah. And so instead of saying like, well, since I can do something about it, then I like therefore am obligated to because other people can't. Yeah. And I should take advantage of that and I should be grateful for it. Instead, my mind goes the other way where I'm like, well, there's so many people who are so much worse off than me and they don't have the opportunity to change their circumstance. So I, me taking the opportunity to change my, my circumstance is selfish. And I should just like... Just deal. Be miserable. Yeah. That's pretty much why I stayed at my last job for so long. <laughs> well, I mean, I think there's like a middle ground, right? Like yeah. I feel like that makes a lot of sense because um, like there's a certain level of suffering that I think we just have to ma- manage as humans and uh so i think that there's i don't know there's misnomers it's like we have to be you have to be happy and do something every day that like lights you up and fires you up and i'm like man there's people out in the world that just don't have those choices like totally. i'm sorry you just can't be so right you have Pollyanna. to work three shifts and yeah and make walk it, uphill both ways yeah and yeah. make it happen and i feel like there's um I don't know that I that perspective really resonates because it's kind of like, you know, the the thing that really bothers bothers me is being inundated with all the positive. This sounds really backwards, but it makes sense. Like inundated with this positivity that's kind of like just floating by where we're like, I don't I don't connect to that at all. Like there's a level of being a human that you just kind of have to suffer through some stuff and deal with crap. Mm -hmm. And um and I think that's okay because if we're not like digging in to realizing like some days are just going to be real crappy and that we're not always going to feel great, like we're doing ourselves a disservice. Yeah. I think I have a hard time too, like feeling like I am earning what I have because I feel like there are a lot of areas in my life where I've been given a lot that a lot of people, a lot of people, a lot of other people don't have. And so I feel like, okay, well, I have to you know, retroactively sort of earn this. But then also, and even just like my living circumstances, you know, like I was born into an, you know, very loving, supportive family in a very forward thinking community with, you know, just even like I have great friends, I have good health, like even just those things that I view as just the foundation basics of my life so few people truly have that that I'm like okay well I have to 
earn this. Yeah. And so like then you, I'm like, given a, you've been given a huge head start. Right. Like then I so, have to like go out and be, su- and like this goes back to, I mean, I think we've talked about this before, how like in my mind I have to be successful. Mm-hmm. And it's like, there is like Forbes list success or there's like living in your van by a river. Like mm-hmm. there, which, mm-hmm. you know, very Instagram chic, mm-hmm. but you know, or there's like, <laughs> it is, yeah. Be you know being excommunicated from from your family like there is no middle ground of just like living your life right which is clearly not true right but that's like how I, I view it in my mind that like this is what it oh, will so look you like do put that pressure on yourself like this. right of like I need to go be like Forbes list successful yeah because if I don't then I'm not like using my advantages I see what you're saying yeah and therefore mm-hmm. because I'm not at that level of success then I don't have the right to like take care not take care of myself but like I don't have the right to I see what you're saying advocate for myself out of like a yeah you're kind of like I don't have it that bad yeah Yeah. I don't have it that bad and I'm not like working as hard as I could right I'm not like you know waking up at three in the morning and hustling and like you know reading all the self-help books and like doing the Craig Ballantyne morning (laughs) routines and then like hi Craig hi Craig you. (laughs) you know what I mean and I'm not like putting out content every day and I'm not right. staying up till midnight writing whatever and like hustle hustle, hustle. right I'm not hustling literally every moment I'm not gonna like look back on these years and think like I worked my butt off to get to where I am I don't know maybe I will maybe yeah. I'm working my butt off and I don't right. realize it but like right. I'm not you know mm-hmm. and so in my mind I'm like I have to be I have to do that before I can quote-unquote earn my self-care mm-hmm which like so I have see, five jobs yeah, right now. So see, like yeah, you see self care as like a reward. Yeah. For for effort. Yeah, and like if I, not that I don't think that you have to take care of yourself in order to be able to do that sort of thing, mm-hmm. but I feel like it's self indulgent if I go above and beyond of just like meeting my basic needs, unless mm-hmm. I'm like. Hmm. On the cover of that makes sense. Fortune magazine. That makes sense. I and I. That's funny because like, I feel like a lot of how we do self care is how we were raised with self care. Yeah. Because I, you know, my mom never did anything like that. She was just like, just had to do what she had to do mm-hmm. to raise a family. Um, but she like, always wore makeup and looked nice. But she was never like manicures and pedicures like weren't a thing when we were growing up. No. <laughs> like, um so she always put everyone ahead of her which is a very like mother thing to do um so like whenever we would go places um and buy stuff it was like a big deal even to buy clothes like to buy something we'd always be like oh this is such a fun treat and so much so that uh when I first when I had my first job out of grad school and I was like finally making money i remember calling her from nordstrom being like there's a hundred dollar pair of shoes here and i can afford them now but i need to know if i should buy these and like i just needed her to be like yes you should buy those like to get validation because um like my whole life i was well you know working for not my whole life but like when i was in college and like working 
three jobs just to put myself through school. I was like, I couldn't buy anything. And anything I bought was like guilt, guilt, guilt. Mm-hmm. Um, buyer's remorse because I was like, I can't afford this. But you you have that like dopamine hit when you buy something that you're just like, oh, this is so fun. Or you're like, I'm literally meeting a basic need. Or that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, we still had guilt. I remember, anyway, but. I feel that way every month when I pay my health insurance. I'm like, I get like buyer's remorse and I'm like, I need this. I need this. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, anyway, I don't know how how I got from that change. But it's like, okay, so like watching that whole piece of like buying something for myself was like a huge feat Mm -hmm. until like over time. I was like, no, like I earn this. I work for this. But I think of like how we treat ourselves with self-care is probably how we saw our, you know, the women in our lives or even the men in our lives do self-care. But um I just, I didn't mean to to go off on this huge tangent on it, but I feel like it was something that came up as I was reading like so much, so many articles right now. And especially just because it's on my radar with like the Gretchen Rubin stuff. It's just like, there's so much uh, out there that's like, take care of yourself, take care of yourself. But I almost feel like that's kind of leading us astray. Like there's all these things that we should be doing for ourselves, but I'm like, but also it's just as simple as like when you wake up, what your perspective is like for the Mm day. And whether or not you do self-care in that moment, like you could feel like shit about yourself and still do self-care and it's not going to do anything. Right. So I don't know. I just, I think what makes me. Right. It's like if you're fighting with your spouse and it's like, go on a date night. It's like, why? So we can sit across the table from each other and just be in a fight at a restaurant. 100%. 100 that. Just go on a date night. Just go on a date night. Great. So I can just glare at him in a new location. Pissed that he picked the wrong place for dinner. And so we can just ride in silence in the car. (laughs) I mean, fun. Yeah. Yay. It doesn't take care of the problem. Yeah. Like just just schedule more more, date nights. Just more date nights. Light some candles. Right. Just. Yeah. (laughs) Date night. Do you guys do date night? Oh, gosh. (laughs) Um, Your face. I'm like trying to remember the last time we went on a date night. It probably wasn't that long ago, actually. We must have gone on one recent, kind of recently. We tried to go on one. This is what it was. Like two weeks ago, we tried to go on one. Mm-hmm. And we went down to Pearl Street and we it was Cinco de Mayo and prom. Oh. So we got. wasn't the PETA one, right? No, that was okay. different. Which, by the way, it was not PETA. Not PETA. It was like animal compassion something something. Anyway. Let me pull it up because I do. Someone's going to be like, you didn't even read my email. We read the email. We read her email. <laughs> oh, um, hold on. Anonymous for the voiceless. So thank you. Okay. We went to, we tried to go to Bar Taco, which I love. It's Mm -hmm. like my favorite taco place. And we got there and it was like, oh God, it's Cinco de Mayo. And there was like, so it was so loud. And I was just not in a good spot, a good place. And I was like, I can't, I'm not, I can't handle this. We need to go home. Yeah. And also it was prom. So it was like half the people on Pearl Street had been drinking all day. And the other half were awkward teenagers in prom dresses. And I was like, nope, we gotta go. Trying to sneak alcohol. Yeah. And I was like, "Mm -mm, we gotta go home. Um, when was our last date night before that? So, kind of. My mom does take miles pretty regularly. Mm-hmm. But usually it's because, like, we have something we have to do. Like, yeah. I'm working and he's studying or, right. like, you know, something's going on. She used to take him a lot more and then we would go on date nights, like, when our schedules were more regular. But now she's just, like, our backup childcare all the time. Yeah. Like, on the weekends. So, do you guys do date nights? Oh, you yeah. kind of do. We do. We probably do a dinner a night. 
or I'm sorry, <laughs> a dinner a week. Yeah. Um, and then we do stuff on the weekends and stuff. But um, when he travels, we try to be more deliberate about it. Just yeah, that makes fun. sense. But uh, yeah. Uh, I want to read an email really quick from Kelly who wrote a really cute email from after our last episode. She says, you guys are the best. I'm kept catching up on the last two weeks of episodes and I'm pretty sure I got some weird looks from other drivers as I was laughing uncontrollably while sitting in traffic. <laughs> oh, that always makes me smile because yeah. I'm like, where are you guys at? What are you guys doing when you're listening to us? Are you running? Are you in the grocery store? Are you in your car? Let's see. Are you on a walk with your dog? Maybe you're at work. Whatever you're doing. Hello. We're glad to hear this. Um, she says, uh, here are some things I was thinking, wondering as I was listening. Claire, did you watch the movie North Shore? No. <gasps> what? I've never even heard like of it. It's a surfer movie. She's like, I was obsessed with that in high school. I can't believe Oh, huh. Yeah. I didn't. Uh, the Kleenex nose tampon thing is real, especially right now when the Vogue is out of control. The Vogue? What's the vog or fog? I can't be reaching for a Kleenex every two minutes while I'm chasing after kids. I fully support Brennan's practice of stuffing tissue in his nostrils. Oh, no. We got like a couple comments about that. I know. People, people like, don't hate. People? Like, I acknowledged and acknowledged on the last episode, too, that it is un... The amount of angst that this brings me is unrealistic. Yeah. There's no reason that I should be as upset about this as I am. But yeah. yeah. I can't help it. Um, And then she says, thank you. For the amazing content you produce, your podcasts have helped me see that being healthy isn't just about getting to the gym five times a week and eating totally paleo all the time. Amen to that. That is definitely not the point at all. If I'm strong and lean but miserable because I can't eat out with my family, what's the point? What is the point? I've recently backed off of the paleo diet and taken a month off from CrossFit and I feel awesome. I miss the wads, but I know I can always go back when I'm ready. For now, I'm enjoying waking up an hour later every morning and spending time with yes. my husband and kids before going to work. Getting a slobbery kiss for my son before I get in my car is so much more enjoyable right now than rushing to make a 6 a.m. class. It's interesting, too, because like when I was working full time, I never wanted to work out because or like do anything in the evenings because it was like I get one hour a day with yeah, my house. That's like all you have. And that's all I get. And I am not giving that up. Yep. And in the mornings, too, it was like. I get, you know, one hour in the morning, 45 minutes in the morning, one hour at night. That's it. Mm -hmm. Now that I'm not working full time, like right now, it's eight o'clock at night. I just coached all day. I dropped Miles off at daycare this morning, but I haven't seen him since. Same thing will happen tomorrow. I'll drop him off at daycare and then I won't see him again tomorrow night because he'll be asleep before I get home. Yeah. But it's like way less of a big deal to me now. Yeah. I think also because he's a little bit older and he like kind of understands that I'm at work and like. Yeah. But. I can totally relate to that of just being like, this is just, at the end of the day, every once in a while, I will choose to go, I would have chosen to go to the gym rather than see Miles. Yeah. But like 99% of the time, I was like, this is so not worth it. Yeah. I would so much rather be with my family right now in the limited time that I have with them. Mm -hmm. And like, then when you are at the gym, you're so distracted and you're just like, I just want to be home. Yeah. Because like the whole time you're like, I just feel like I need to be home. Yeah. Yeah. No, that makes so much sense. Mm -hmm. But it is interesting as he's gotten older. And also, I mean, just my schedule has changed. Um, So we still have him in daycare right now, three days a week. And he will be starting a preschool in the fall at a different location that's going to be five days a week from eight to three. And I'm like, oh, I kind of like having him home two days a week. (laughs) He's just so funny. Is he still super into umbrellas? 
Oh my gosh, she's obsessed with umbrellas. Every time it rains, he's like, oh, we got to get the barilla. I love it. He calls it a barilla. <laughs> we got to get the barilla. And so he goes and he opens the umbrella and he just sits on the de- on the stoop with it. <laughs> it's so cute. But And thunder scares him. So he goes, he covers his ears, but he can't cover his ears and hold the barilla. So that's a dilemma. And oh we're potty training right now. Yes. How's and it going? It's going okay, except that... He has very quickly figured out that if he says he needs to go to the potty, we will like drop everything and take him over to the potty. So he's like using it. So we'll be like, okay, Miles, it's time like to go. He's like, I got to go pee pee. <gasps> little manipulation. Yeah. And we're like, do you have to go pee pee or do you just not want to go? Or you just not want to put your shoes on? He has like, figured it, it, it took out. him like one day to figure that out. So we're trying to figure out how to like set some boundaries <laughs> around that. And. Um, so he's he's using it to get out of things he doesn't want to do. Right. And so we haven't gone like full tilt potty training yet. We've just like very slowly kind of been introducing it. Mm-hmm. We put him on the potty when he wakes up and like before big transitions, like before so we leave the house. many people had opinions about potty training. When yeah. Like, <laughs> that's a very hot topic. I mean, I asked for advice, so thank you. Mm-hmm. And I did get some really good advice about like wait till they're ready and – um. But I just feel like people are very opinionated about yeah, it. Yeah. Like, well, and I feel like, like too, there are some things that are like, it is very, can be very different for every child, but there are some things that like work like a charm for some people and some things that just do not work for some people. Mm-hmm. So we decided with Miles, we're, we were just going to kind of like feel it out at first. And so we've been trying it. So like anytime we have a transition in the day, when he wakes up, before we leave the house, when he gets home, before bath time, we'll sit him on the potty for like a couple minutes. Mm-hmm. But now he that's he's a stall. It's like he stalls. Yeah. So like, right, Miles. You know, it's time to get off the potty. And then he's like, No, I'm going poop. We're like, I don't think you are. <laughs> so, but we haven't gone like I think one day, probably in the next couple of weeks. Well, what they say to do is like, just keep him home for four, five straight days. Yeah. And just ask him to use the potty every like twenty minutes, mm-hmm. so that you really get him used to like, okay, this is what this means. Yeah. And he knows when he has to go, um, but there's just no consequences because he has a diaper on still. Anyway, so fun. It's a fun but time. he has to be potty trained before he can start his new preschool in, yes. the, in the fall. Yeah. Which so we have some time, but I'm like he has to be fully like independently potty trained. Like yeah. he has to be able to go by himself to the bathroom. Yeah, which is a far cry from just saying, "Mommy, I gotta go pee." Yeah, and like you taking him into the bathroom. Right, so, right, right. Anyway, it will happen. So fun, guys. <laughs> Being a toddler mom. My Facebook status for my Mother's Day Facebook status was like, motherhood at two and a half is always having Daniel Tiger songs stuck in your head. Being di- Every hug is a dive bomb. Every kiss is mostly snot. <laughs> just like so much, so many tantrums for just the stupidest things. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just being, answering why. Yeah. Well, why? Yeah. Miles, it's time to go to bed. Why? I don't know, buddy. Just is. Just get in bed. <laughs> just Yesterday, he was at, he just asked why as like an impulse. Yeah. So finally, I've just started, like, if I'm just in a bad mood or if I'm just in a mood, I'll just make up some stupid story. I'll be like, I don't know, the aliens came and like, what did he say the other day? We were out of some sort of food that he wanted. And I said, Miles, we don't have any more. He said, I want some more of this. I said, well, we don't have any more. I said, why? I said, well, you ate it all. Why? Because the aliens came down and they implanted a chip into your brain and they told you to eat all the macaroni. Why? <laughs> like, You're like, this isn't working. Like, this isn't working. <laughs> anyway. 
I'm sure some listeners have some good stories about that too. Oh my gosh, like, so much why. I would why. love to hear some responses of yeah. like how they curb the why. We don't, to be fair, also people who are going to be like, don't lie to your children. That <laughs> 99% of the time, I if I don't want to give an answer, I'll just say, hmm, what do you think? Or hmm, I wonder. But every once in a while, I'm just like, I'm over it. Now, are you going to be the type of parent that's, that talks to the penis and vagina? Like, are you going to name it the penis yeah. and the vagina? Yeah, he knows. Okay. He's very clear. Because, like, mm-hmm. he sees me and Brandon change. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so he'll say, Mommy, you don't have a penis. You're right, buddy. I don't have a penis. Ma- and he also is very interested in nipples, only he calls them elbows. Huh? Yeah. Okay. So if, like, I don't have a shirt on, he'll be like, Mommy, your elbows. I'm like, that's not what they're called. <laughs> <laughs> kind of sounds like elbows. Kind of does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's hilarious. But he knows he has a penis. He's mm-hmm. very into in into mm-hmm. it, mm-hmm. just like all little and old yeah. boys are. Mm-hmm. All boys, all boys, all age, all ages. I remember the first time that he discovered it. I was like, "Well, this never ends." I remember you texting me. Yeah, you're like, you "Starts guys, now, ends never." Yeah, starts now and ends. Well, Miles just discovered his penis. Yep. Oh, <laughs> it's it's hilarious. He's a hoot. I I mean, he's so funny though. Yeah, he really is, and he's just like so ridiculous. All right, so we need to talk about, before we wrap up, uh, our trips coming up, because I talked to the ta- the Camp Timeout Girls today. Oh, you did? hmm And I got just the skinny on just a couple things of uh, what we'll be doing, but the main point is that we still have uh, spots available, so if you guys want to join us, it is August, is it August 31st? It's the last weekend it's labor day weekend yeah it's friday saturday so friday, sunday saturday, august sunday. 31st through september 2nd okay friday saturday sunday and then you'll still have monday to like go back to your lives because it's labor day yep so just take an extra day and yeah. their website is camp timeout you can look for the colorado trip and that's the girls gone wad trip mm-hmm. and uh join us it'll be so much fun so you'll arrive on friday afternoon we'll head to the camp and then Saturday is a day of fun. And then Sunday we wrap up and go home. So it's like super quick trip. You don't have to have like a special, uh, you know, super advanced athletic ability to do this trip, do to not. do this camp. Everything's going to be optional. Um, I kind of ran over some of the details today as far as like everything that we do is going to be super fun and inclusive. It's not going to be, right. you know, everyone needs to know how to do a muscle up. <laughs> That would be that counts both of us out. That uh, would be <laughs> we wouldn't be going. Um, so that please join us for camp timeout. And then this weekend, uh, if you're listening to this the day that it comes out, we are doing a live recording at Just Be Kitchen. And still a couple spots left for that for you guys to join us. Please, please, please come and just hang out with us. It's only going to be like an hour, hour and a half at Just Be Kitchen at you five o'clock. Do you need to get tickets? Girlsgonewadpodcast.com forward slash just be tickets, all one word. It's $5. It's really just a way for us to control attendance because there's a very limited amount of space. So there there are still, um, I don't know, maybe 10 or 15 spots left yeah. as of the recording of this, which is Monday, May 14th. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so go check it out. If you can add if you go to girlsgonewildpodcast.com forward slash just be tickets if you can add it to your cart it's still available Mm -hmm. Uh, it will automatically say sold out when it's sold out so you don't have to email us and say are there still spots if you can add it to your cart there are still spots perfect so we'd love to see you there and uh, celebrate five years of podcasting and they're gonna have a special for us too for dinner Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
And then uh, for the listeners who are joining us in Iceland, we're so Gosh, excited to see you. That's going to be, here be so like soon. in three weeks. It's I'm... two weeks. That's crazy. Two weeks from tomorrow, we will be leaving. Oh my gosh. That's crazy. Yeah, it's, so I, uh, less than two weeks by the time you guys hear this. We have we'll a be great group of Girls Gone Wild listeners going joining us on that trip. So if you're going, we cannot wait to meet you. A lot of fun stuff coming up. So um, you can also sign up for our newsletter if you want to get the skinny on yeah. everything coming up for our podcast or just kind of get um, the inside scoop on some fun books that we're reading, products that we like, podcasts that we're listening to. And uh, we usually put news in there before it actually goes out to the public. And all of Joy's um, product and podcast recommendations. That's like where people click the most mm-hmm. is on all the products that you recommend. Mm-hmm. So girlsgamepodcast.com forward slash newsletter. You can sign up. Perfect. We, and it's only once a month. We're not going to spam you. No, we will not spam you. And I think that's it for this week. So um, join us this weekend if you can make it. And, uh, and then the next episode after you're listening to this one will be our live one at Just Be Kitchen. And then we'll be off to Iceland. So a lot of fun stuff coming out for the podcast. And then I'm going to get the don't tell Claire, but I'm going to get the medium on the show for you. I'm you're, just shaking my head. blow you away. With blow me i'm gonna be blown away i'm so ready to be blown away by psychic you know, knowledge she's like she's like i can't believe she grew up in boulder and she like has that's not had why a good, a good uh, psychic experience that's why i'm a skeptic is because all of the people i met in boulder just sit around and smell their own farts <laughs> so much fart smelling going on in boulder <laughs> do they know the crossfit production oh my gosh <laughs> So bad. Boulder is is so much. It's just as bad as everyone says it is. And oh. I didn't realize that until I left and like so I could see it as an outsider. I used to be like, "What's yeah. the big deal?" And then I was like, "Oh, oh yeah, we suck." <laughs> People from Boulder are annoying. <laughs> have I ever told you real quick? Have I ever told you that story? We were in Moab and. We were rock climbing, and there was this huge group of people. They were all from Boulder, and they were so irritating. And there was like one girl. It was like sixty-five degrees out, and she's climbing in like a jogging bra. I was like, "No." It's not 100 degrees out, lady. No. Like, put a shirt yeah. on. Yeah. And then they were talking about, like, Calm literally. Down. Calm down. They were talking about their resting heart rates. And this guy was like, oh, I only wear running shoes from, like, this Norwegian company. And they were just insufferable. And this other group walked up. And they were like, oh, hey, where are you guys from? And they were all like, oh, we're from Boulder. And they looked at us. And they were like, oh, are you guys from Boulder, too? And I was like, no. <laughs> we are not with them. And in that moment, I was like, I get it now. <laughs> I get why Boulder is like, oh, you're from Boulder. Like, ugh. For people listening who have no idea what you're talking about, like, what? Would, how would you describe Boulder? Because a lot of people don't know what it's like. Really? Yeah. How would I describe Boulder? Yeah. Boulder, Colorado. And it's only like 30 minutes away from Denver. It's not far. Yeah, it's not far at all. And I it's grew up beautiful. there. And I always like to make the disclaimer, like, growing up there in the 90s was very different than Boulder now. Yeah. So it started, Boulder started out, like, very hippy-dippy, super, super hippy-dippy in, like, the 60s and 70s. Mm-hmm. It was probably the, one of the original, like, really crunchy towns. Mm-hmm. And, you know, on par with, like, Santa Cruz and, like, really super, super crunchy. And then, because it has the university, it's always going to have that vibe. But then on top of that, over the years, it's become so desirable to live there because it keeps showing up in these like best place to live, most active because yeah. it is like you can go Super hiking active. so much like modern American cycling as we know it came from Boulder. Oh, mm-hmm. Like some of the very, very first road cycling races in America were in Boulder. And and it really is just a beautiful it's town. It's beautiful. It's yeah. unbelievably beautiful. Yeah. 
But now it has like Google and Google has a huge headquarters there. Facebook has an office there. Twitter has an office there. Yahoo has an office there. So now oh, it's like. I didn't know that. You literally cannot. It's super techie. It's, yeah. it's gotten so like, techie. So it used to be crunchy. Yeah. And now it's like tech startups. And literally you cannot buy, or maybe if you can, it's very, very rare, a single family home in the city of Boulder for less than a million dollars. Yep. It is the home expense. So it's like, unless you are a college student who wants to go drink like $5 pitchers of Long Island. Yep. Or you can afford a million dollar home. There is no in between. There's no in between there. There's zero in between. Or if you're a panhandler. Yeah. No mm-hmm. in between. Or if you're like a compassion animal activist. <laughs> yeah. But Boulder <laughs> is like, it's very, it's a bubble. And I never knew what that meant until mm-hmm. I left. And I was like, oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. And the reason is that everyone in Boulder just is like everyone else in Boulder. So you're like, and so you think like it's totally normal. Yeah. You live in that bubble. Right. Like I one time went to Rebecca's apothecary for something. There's a place there called Rebecca's apothecary and everybody knows what you're talking about. Yeah. It smells lovely. I went in there for something and I remember there was this woman. Magic face oil. Yes. Shout out. (laughs) She came in. I feel like I've told this story on the podcast before. She had a baby with her. Oh yeah. Yeah. Osha. Osha. Yeah. And she's like, her name's Osha. And I was like, like the occupational safety health act. No. No, like the root, OSHA root. But yeah. in the but I knew both. That was the thing. Is I was like, oh, like the root. Hmm. Oh, man. You're like, I just can't. I just knew. Anyway. Oh, man. It's just a very a very bizarre place. Yeah. It's And it's it like totally unique. It is a bizarre unique, place. Yeah. But um, it's like pretty, it's gotten to be like very, very um, bougie isn't even the right word. Like Mm-mm. pretentious. Yeah. Like yeah. you're from Boulder. Anyway, yeah. Yeah. I still love it. But I don't think I would live in the city of Boulder. I don't think I would live there. Right. Well, I couldn't afford it even if I wanted to. But yeah. So there you guys have it. There's my <laughs> my treatise on Boulder. Living as a literal Boulder Boulder when, native. Whenever I think of Boulder, I think of um, all the vegan juice bars, yeah. the places that you can go. That I mean, you can cater to any diet when you go there. There was a song. Oh my gosh. I don't even know where this came from, but it was a some spoof song that they played on the radio for a little while. And it was like, when I grow up, I want to work at Alfalfa's where the cheese is dairy free. No pesticides for me. Like, it's just so the whole thing is here. <laughs> yeah. Look it up. When I grow up, I want to work at Alfalfa's. It's a real song. That's amazing. <laughs> where the cheese is dairy free. Pretty much. All right. On that note. <laughs> you want to sing our outro for Always. <laughs> All right, have a good week, you guys. See you next week.